Leave it to Pastor Willie to let me know as soon as I sit down this morning, he's going to have me come up here. Um, I probably would have thought of something better to wear or maybe not look like I just ran through the vacuum cleaner or something. But um, I look the same. <laughs> so I, some of you guys have known me for a while. I've been coming around here for about three years. Um, when I first came around here, I was pretty heavily addicted to drugs. Um, I had some very dark involvement with a lot of things. And um, I met, met Pastor Willie by accident really well that's what I say but it really wasn't I was walking a dog and they just happened to like the dog and they came up and said hi and I started coming around here now I see some new faces but there's a lot of people in here who have seen me come around to the church and I don't know if you were here on Sunday can you raise your hand last week Sunday so I don't know if anybody witnessed what happened over here but I kind of fell to pieces um, I was actually gonna leave I wanted to leave um, I didn't want to deal with God, and I definitely didn't want him dealing with me. And I had an attitude. I was upset about the doors being locked or something crazy. And I had a choice to either walk down this way or go out the doors. All I remember is landing up here, reaching out to Liz, and then asking Robin to join as well. And from that point forward, God and I wrestled for a while. I did not. Your husband <laughs> provided prayer. Um, everybody was praying. There was people all over the place, and I saw other people up here as well, but the only thing I remember was that I did not want to submit to God. I've been doing my own thing for a long time, a really long time. Um, I come from a life where my parents didn't show me the love I needed, so I've been taking care of myself for a while, but I've been doing a really, really bad job at it. So coming around and meeting people and trying to understand what I wanted, I was always so conflicted on what that was. Um, I think I started coming back around here pretty heavily for a couple years, but then I drifted away again. I went from living in a sober living house to getting my own apartment in Ferndale. I've been off heavy drugs for multiple years. But before you clap,
just because I've been off of drugs and I've got my own apartment, I did not want to deal with God. I had nothing to say to him, and I was mad at every single person in here. So I guess the bottom line is, and it's not really too much I can say other than you can fight it, but if your heart truly wants the Lord, he's going to come and get you. One way or another, he's going to come and get you. And he got me, and I kind of looked like I was in a death match with a sumo wrestler by the time I because I didn't want to go to my knees. I didn't want to pray, but they just continued to pray for me. Liz, Robin, um, everybody just continued to pray. And so you saw a girl who has fought her entire life, demons that are dark, not demons, I don't know what to call it, but strong, been deeper and and it all fell to the wayside, right here in front of this church. Know why today I would have came a little bit more prepared, but then again, I don't really need to come prepared because y'all saw it. For those who were here, y'all saw it. And it's been something that's changed for this week. Um, I don't expect it to be easy. I know that my feelings tend to get me in trouble. But there's one thing I can't deny is that he changed my heart that day. And it's different. I went from sitting back there to moving up here because I don't want to be in the back anymore. I saw something, and I felt something, and it's, it can't be fought. So to those who came, were helping me that day, prayed over me and walked with me that day, much and some of you in here have been doing it for a really long time really really long time so this is just me and god now it's me and god and walking with you guys but for once in my life it's actually just me and god and i'm happy for that this way because that was powerful. A lot of times when you start to pray, pray, when the people of God start to pray, today is a time and a season where you just can't do the old normal church. You have to be serious about what you're doing because God is breaking down strongholds. And she wrote me a text and told me how the Lord began to uh, pray for her. Uh, and Rodney came over and prayed for her and people and, and everybody began to pray. But what she didn't tell you is that for the first time in her life on Monday, Without being in the church, remember I told you that God can save you in different places? Gave her life to Jesus Christ. And Chrissy is saved. Why don't you give God a hand clap of praise for that? And we will be baptizing Chrissy here soon, September 17th. We'll be doing another baptism. So, Chrissy, you get a shirt. <laughs> you, get, you get a shirt, but she's not alone. I want some of you uh, ladies who are around her age or about 10, 20 years older than her, or however many years older, put your arms around her. Start connecting with her. We won't be pushy, but we want to let her know she's not by herself, that she can be connected. And because just because you get saved and come out of one life, that doesn't mean that life is not going to try to come back for you. And so we want to make sure that we keep her covered and surrounded in prayer. This is why we do this. This is why I'm locking the doors. This is why I'm doing this, because people, when they come, they need a genuine experience with God. They don't need to be entertained. They don't need good music. They don't need good lights. They need Jesus Christ. He is what makes the difference. Can you go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise and stand all over the building as the praise team gets ready? Can you worship with us? I'm going to do something different today. If, if you're not ashamed, will you come out in this front aisle and worship with us? Those who, who don't mind, just come on and worship with us if you, if you feel like it. Some of my young kids, you're used to that at camp. If you'll come up here with us, we want people out here worshiping with us and connecting with us as we worship with you. We're going to go ahead and give God some praise. God, we give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you praise and honor in the name of Jesus. We worship you. How many come to bless the name of Jesus? Come on up if you want. Come on in the aisles. Get out of those seats. Come on and bless the name of Jesus. How many came to lift him up today? Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Say, come all you weary. Come all you weary. Come all you thirsty. Come to the well that never runs dry. Come to the table, he will satisfy. 
taste of his goodness. Find what you're looking for. Put your hands together. Wave and say, for God so loved. For God so loved the world that he gave us. His one and only son to save. Whoever believes in him will live forever.
Oh, worship the Lord. Come on and put those hands together. Hallelujah. Oh, I know you looked, you're looking for musical cues, but not today. God is looking for somebody who doesn't just want a cute pity pat. But if you want something from God, you got to come get it today. Why don't you go in and praise him? Why don't you go in and give him glory? Hallelujah. <laughs> My wife and I watched the football game yesterday, and we sat through every minute, and we stood on the edges of our seats, and we jumped and we shouted. And if we can do that for people that we don't know, what about the one who saved your soul? What about the one who made you whole? What about the one who delivered you? What about the one who set you free? What about the one who healed your body? What about the one who's healing your mind right now? Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now's your chance. You may not get back to the sanctuary. Somebody needs to hear him. Hallelujah. Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Hallelujah. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Give Him a wave off. From whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders, for the wonders of His love. For God's so love, for God's so love, the world that He gave us is one and only Son to save us. Whoever believes in Him will live forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, worship the Lord with us. Can you lift your hands to him and give him glory? Hallelujah. We thank you for your presence in the building, oh God. We thank you for your mercy, oh Jesus. As we simply say, this is the air I breathe. 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 Your holy presence. Your holy presence. Hallelujah. Living in me. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. is my daily bread your very word Lord your very word This is 
is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. This is the air. This is the air I breathe. This is what keeps me going. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence. Your holy presence. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word. Your very word. Spoken. Last time. 
You know what? <laughs> Opportunities of the lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. What does that mean? Simply put, when I was young, they used to say, while the blood is still running warm in your vein, you have an opportunity to give everything to God. If you need something today, don't leave it on the field. Don't leave it behind. But don't leave out of this building like, hey, I know you didn't just come to look and see what we wearing because I'm t-shirt you won't be impressed but i wonder did you come to see the face of god that if you came for a supernatural encounter if your hands if you and bless our lord god oh i come to bless him right now i come to get what i need from him if you're dealing with something right now get what you need right now the bible says seek ye the lord while he may be found call on him and he may answer you i don't know about you but i feel the presence of god in this place you don't have to praise him like the person next to you you may not be loud and boisterous but i'm so glad god knows your heart why don't you give him praise in your own way right now for about 20 seconds just begin to praise him begin to lift him up. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. Lift up your name, Jesus. Thank you for the people that you're saving in this building, God. Thank you, Lord God, that our baptismal keeps filling up, God. Thank you, God, and I pray for more souls. Send more people, Lord God, that come crying. What must be saved, Fill up those people that need it, God. Power to those who need power, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, fill them with the precious gift of your Holy Ghost, God. Oh, God, we seek more than a regular church service. We seek an encounter with you, God. Hallelujah. Where every addiction has to fall, every shackle has to break, every stronghold has to yield. In the name of Jesus, demons tremble. In the name of Jesus, miracles happen. In the name of Jesus, souls are saved. In the name of Jesus, depression goes away. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, I pray for those who are wrestling with straddling the fence that are halfway in and halfway out right now, God, that you help touch their heart, that they'll make a decision for you today, Lord God, that they'll give you all they have, that they'll do what Chrissy did, and they'll give you every part of them, all of them, every part of their being right now in the name of Jesus. Now, God, as we finish and we get ready for the word, oh, we give you glory. We give you praise, God. I pray your power is not just felt in this room, but what's being felt right here can be felt all the way across the Internet, across the airway. Those who couldn't make it, that they'll feel your power in their room right now, that whatever they need, you can give it to them in the name of Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. I'm alone. Praise God. Jeremiah 24, verse 7 says, I'll give them a heart to know me so that they can be my people and I can be their God. And that'll happen when what? When we search for him with all of our heart. Oh, Lord, God is seeking us to search with all of our heart. Is there somebody that needs to know God in a deeper, personal way? Not just surface relationships and formulas, but you want a relationship with him. The old saints used to say it this way, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. I don't want to just sit in the crowd and see everybody else raise their hands, and I feel cold, but I want to know the power of God. I want it for myself. I don't need it, I don't need it for grandmama. I don't need it for mama. I don't need it for my father, but I want to know the God they know in the way they know it, and I want to feel the God they feel in the way that they feel him. If that's you, will you lift your hands today and give God praise? Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Lift him up. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship your name, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Without you
service but God is moving in this place hallelujah you just have to excuse us if you're you're ready for the next part of the service but when I get into God's presence I don't want to get out of his presence he's here if I never open my mouth in the sermon that's what we came we came to feel and be in the presence of the almighty God God is here the Lord is in his holy temple today oh we bless your name Jesus oh worship him today Bless the name of Jesus in this place. Come on and lift him up wherever you are as they bring up the podium. Terry, guys, you can go ahead. Go ahead and give him good praise in the place. We thank him for showing up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Children, you can go downstairs. Liz is doing children's church. The nursery is open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. bunch of big theological words, but you can say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. That's all he requires. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need If you're ready for the word, say, we are ready. God praise all over the world. 
Clap your hands one more time and welcome our online audience, those who are coming. Give a shout of praise to God. We welcome you and we're so thankful to God for you. If this is your first time, um, you're welcome to be here. We have something, we have a, a, a small token, a small gift for you. We're so glad that God is moving in the building. I don't know about you, but I could really go home right now. <laughs> I, I really could. The presence of God is in this place and I feel him. I need his presence. Uh, but all jokes aside, I, I really, I want more of him. It's, it's rare. I feel like I did when I was a little kid. We would always talk about we need to go back to the old landmark, to the old time way when, the, when they used to pray and you used to feel the presence of God. That's not the old time way. That's the right now way. God is still moving. You see what my shirt says? Revival. I want you to know that revival is not on the way. Revival is the way. And revival is here. And revival is right now. God is moving right now in the heart. The book of Romans, chapter 17. The book of Romans, chapter 17. Quite a few verses. You can stand if you want for the reading of uh, the word of our Lord. We're going to start in Romans, chapter 9, verses 1 through 23. There will be some uh, that are pulled out of there. Romans 9, 1 through 23. As is our custom, you can read with us. You can hop in with us. So grateful for all my father's children. So grateful to see this building filling up with believers, people who are hungry for God. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they what? They shall be filled. It says this. You can read with me. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race according to the flesh is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls. She was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me, when does he still find, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of that same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory? the glory for vessels of mercy, mercy, which he has prepared beforehand before glory. I want to talk to you from this one word today. Everybody say sovereign. sovereign. 
Lord, speak your servants, listen. And we'll be careful to give you the praise in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I'm so glad to see y'all, your faces across uh, the place. If this is your first time, I will simply say welcome home. That describes that this is your new home. This is your place. If you've been looking for connection, if you've been looking for a place uh, to find purpose and meaning, it's here. God, God is here. Everybody say, God is here. <laughs> this morning, as we read this lengthy passage and we peruse down the passages to learn what Paul is saying to us today, I ask God to give me a simplistic way to be able to describe sovereignty, to be able to describe what I'm going to talk about this morning. And, and he took me back in a memory to the time I was a little child. I grew up in Madison County, Mississippi, and uh, I, I grew up at this place, great church at the time, called Harvard Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. That's where I grew up. That's where I was, uh, was until I was a teenager, uh, until I came to this church. And, and when I grew up, they had, had a, a guy, his name was Charlie Smith, and Charlie Smith was great with guys. He, was a, he used to be a, a former Houston Oilers. He played for the NFL. He was a big, massive man, great guy, and he was big. He created this program called Top Gun where he take the young men and teach them how to shoot and do all sorts of stuff. That's our next men's breakfast, by the way. We're going to the range, everybody. And the men said, what? Hey, man, we're going to the gun range. That's where we're going. So all the men, we're going to the gun range uh, next time. So thank you for all of those who came to the men's breakfast. I didn't want to digress, but I wanted to thank you because it was special and it's good for men to fellowship. But he would take them shooting. He would do all sorts of things and he created a close brotherhood. They even had a choir called the male choir. Some of you don't know what a male choir is, but it's a choir of all men and they would come and one Sunday a month they would sing and I'll never forget one day that they were all going off. They were getting in this van and uh, they were getting in this van to go riding and, and all of them got to go and there was a guy in there. He was about my age. So I figured if they going and he's going, I'm, I'm going too. And my brother brothers, they walked out the door. My mama said, where are you going? I said, I'm going with them. She said, you're not going? I said, why can't I go? She says, because you don't need to be with them. They're young, and, and you can't take care of yourself, and your brothers can't watch you like that, and there's a lot of stuff going on. You can't go. And I, and I began to reason with my mother why I couldn't go, and, and she kept saying, and I, and I said, well, little Lawrence is going. Little Lawrence, we were two weeks apart, and, and she said, I don't care if little Lawrence is going. I'm not his mama. You're not going. And finally, I looked at her and said, why are you being mean to me? Everybody else is going. And she looked at me and said, I didn't name you everybody else. I named you Willie, you ain't going. <laughs> now, it wasn't until I began to ponder on this subject that I, I realized the theology that was in her statement, that she named me. Everybody says she named me. For naming has a significance in the Bible. God created the heavens and the earth, and he, he gave the earth form out of the void and he created a man and then he did something he named him everybody say he named him. <laughs> he named him why did he name him you're going to see it a second because after he named him he created all these other things and then God didn't name the gazelle God didn't name the elephant he didn't name the lion he instead of naming them he brought them to the man that he had named and he said you name them now, why is it that God wanted to name the heavens and the earth and the celestial bodies and he named Adam? But when he came and he brought the animals, he said, I want you to name them because God was establishing an order that whatever you name, you have authority over. And I've given you authority over the fish in the sea and every living thing that has creeping. He said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and have dominion in it. Have, that's where we get the word, uh, we derive the word kingdom from. He has created a kingdom from Adam and he said, I am going to create a miniature person in my likeness. I'm going to create somebody in my image and just as I am creative, he will be creative. And just as I rule, he will rule and God gave him a kingdom or a dominion on the earth, and he allowed people to name the things that were there. That's why we have so many people fighting over what you want to call me now, because he who decides what the name is is the person in charge. <laughs> Doesn't matter 
what you think my child should be called. I call my child what I want to call my child, and names have significance. God uses names to delineate things that happen in our life. Names are so significant in the Bible that when God gets ready to change the trajectory of your life, he changes your name. He, he said, you have been a prince, Abram, and you have done these things, but no longer will you be called Abram, but you will be called Ibrahim or Abraham or Abraham, which means father of many nations, Sarai. You will no longer be a princess, but you will be the mother of many nations. I'm going to change your name to Sarah. Come here, Jacob. You've been a trickster all of your life, but now it's time for you to walk in the royal priesthood that I'm giving you, and your name will no longer be Israel. Your name, Jacob, but your name will be Israel. Jesus even does it in the New Testament. He goes to a man named Simon and he said, no longer will your name be Simon, but I'm going to call you Petra or Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. It is significant what you name someone. I am a person and my life is dedicated to guarding and praying for souls. My life is dedicated to teaching people how to to get to get to God follow me as I follow Christ my life is dedicated to praying for people and praying hedges of protection around them away from the hit from the enemy I am a guardian of souls do you know what really means guardian <laughs> my mama thought she named me this because that was my grandfather's name but God had a purpose in the earth for me there is power in what you name something and it's just as he gave Adam the authority to name that's why the enemy wants to name everything now he wants to change your pronouns why because if he can change your name he'll control you he'll take power there's power in names and what God is establishing, when the reason he named Adam and didn't name everything else, he said, I'll let you have dominion over everything else, but I've got dominion over you. <laughs> he has sovereignty. What is sovereignty? What is that big word, Pastor? It simply means this. God rules, quote, God rules and controls all of his creation, including human affairs. God sits on the universe's throne as Lord. This comes from the Tony Evans Bible commentary. Uh, and it says everything that happens comes about because he either directly causes it or permits it to occur. Pull up Job 23, 13. Nothing enters into history or could ever exist outside of history that does not come under the absolute control. Of God. Job 23, 13. Go ahead and pull up Psalms 4, uh, Job 42 and 2 in a second. And what does it say? But he is unchangeable, and who can what? Turn him back. What he desires, that he does. <laughs> God does whatever he wants to do. Pull up Job 42 and 2 for me. What does it say? Job 42 and 2. Read it with me. What does it say about God? It says this. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Which means that, Chrissy, you didn't know it, but if God has his hands on you and he wants you saved, you can fight all you want to fight. But at the end of the day, you have to realize your arms will never be long enough to box with God. For who can fight against his will. Go to Psalms 115 and 3. Psalms 115 and 3. I want you to read these because this is important for us to establish in our life. Psalms 115 verse 3. What does it say? This, is, this sums it up all. And anytime you get mad about something and you decide you want to tell God off, listen, you need to repeat this verse. What does it say? Our God is in the heavens and he does all that he pleases. I like the old King James. It says our God is in the heaven and he does whatever he pleases. He does whatever he pleases. Pull up 135, Psalm 135 and 6. We're going to do some teaching today. Psalm 135 and 6. If you, if, and I like this. What does it say? Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all the deeps. Do you see a theme reoccurring here? You see a theme. We'll go, we're going to go down, and I, I'll tell you to go later to Daniel chapter 4, verses 28 through 37. You can go there later. But what I was doing with my mother was a powerful example of what we do with God because my mother began to tell me what I couldn't do, and I began to question my mother as to why I would do it. Everybody said there's a difference between questioning God and asking God questions. 
There's a difference between questioning God and asking God questions. When you ask a question of something, if you're driving down the street and you don't know where you go, and if you're a man like me, you'll never stop and ask for directions. But say you did. If you stop to ask for directions, what are you doing? You are submitting yourself and admitting there is something I don't know. So I'm submitting myself to the authority and knowledge of somebody else. How do you get to downtown Detroit, down by the river wall? And somebody would tell me, but the other day we were traveling and we were lost and we couldn't get there and my GPS wasn't working right. And I called Chanel and Chanel knows the city like the back of her hand. She probably walked every street down there. She knows it. And she said, what are you looking at? She began to talk and I had to submit myself to Chanel. I was asking her questions saying, in this instance, you know more than I know. But most times we don't ask God questions. We question God. God does something and you say, well, why do you have to do it that way? (laughs) Why do you have to do it this way? When you question God, you're not asking him questions so you can understand. You are asking him questions because you are saying, well, I will determine whether or not I approve of what you just said. I'll prove whether or not I determine what you just did. I've never done that. Yes, you have. God 